This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? What do we have to talk about right now? Because we haven't talked at all for so long. Your Aunt May and I don't even know who you are anymore. You shirk your chores. You, you have all those weird experiments in, in, your, in your room. You, you start fights at school. We I don't didn't know. start that fight. I told you that. Yeah, well, you sure as hell finished. What was I supposed to do, run away? No, no, you're not supposed to run away. But, Pete, look, you're changing. I know I went through exactly the same thing at your age. No, not exactly. Peter. This guy, Flash Thompson, he probably deserved what happened. But just because you can beat him up, doesn't give you the right to. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. Are you afraid that I'm gonna turn into some kind of criminal? Quit worrying about me, okay? Something's different, I'll figure it out. Stop lecturing me, please. I don't mean to lecture and I don't mean to preach. And I know I'm not your father. Then stop pretending to be. Right. I'll pick you up here at 10. BFM 89.9. It is 7.39. You are listening to Popcorn Culture. Our supercut tonight is, of course... With me, Lee Chui Lin, Sharmila Ganesan, Arvind Yuvaraj. And I just want to start with this because today we're talking about origin stories and with great characters come great origin stories. Am oh, I right? Oof. Am I right? Nicely done. <laughs> oh, that clip takes me back. Um, it takes me back to the first time we saw Spider-Man on screen. Mm-hmm. It takes me back to why some origin stories and some particular lines become so iconic, right? Great power comes great responsibility. Uh, you know, the alley, the pearls being, you know, thrown across the, the No street. more guns! Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Origin stories, uh, this is going to materialize along the show. I have a love-hate relationship with origin stories. I can understand why really good ones are so effective. I also largely don't know if I ever really want them. So because you said that, right, I wanted to to bring this up later on in the show, but I think it I think it works here. Origin stories are boring. Um, and they've been boring for, for a long time now, for at least 15 years. And I think it's because of the clip we just played, because of movies like Spider-Man, and Spider-Man did it so well. Um, even if you look at big IPs and superhero movies, comic book movies, they can't shake that foundation or the template of being another Spider-Man. So Iron Man does it. Uh, even things as recent as Miss Marvel do the same thing. It's They don't say with great power comes great responsibility, but it, it's about great power and great responsibility. They just keep spinning that thing over and over again in different ways. I, I don't think, I, I don't know, I can't, I can't think of the last origin story that I saw that was truly interesting and new and fresh. Um, it's, it's, been, it's been a while, it's been a long time. So I have a theory and that has to do with whether or not we're talking about superhero origin stories or origin stories in general. Mm. And I think that the best origin stories come from the weird characters. And I don't mean weird as in like, how did you become a hero? Because honestly, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Power, power, power. It's not always <laughs> the most interesting conversation to have about why did you become so powerful? Well, a spider, you know, 
like so, so sometimes the answers are quite simple. Um, but I think that the oddball characters or the ones who the ones where the actors sparkle so much in a side character that you think what are you? Like, how did you become this way? Mm. I think the the honest, it has to come from an honest place, the honest wondering of how did you become this way? If that is not the beginning point of an origin story, it's going to be boring. Because if the beginning point of the origin story is people seem to want to buy the merchandise and the figurines, and if I make an origin story, I can sell more of them, that's when I think it, it just gets, uh, I, I can't be bothered. Ah, so that actually leads really nicely to my main contention with origin stories, which is uh, Star Wars. Because Darth Vader is an example of a character who I feel actually got diluted because of the origin story. Mm. How did you become the way you are was never a question I had about Darth Vader um, and possibly didn't need answered. Do I... Do I kind of enjoy knowing Anakin? Maybe. But I don't... I think knowing the quote-unquote human side of Darth Vader actually makes him less impactful. Sometimes... um, Mysteries are interesting. Mysteries are intriguing. They make you... People are scarier when you don't know what made them scary. So again, I think that's why like um, Heath Ledger's Joker, to mm-hmm. me, is actually much scarier and more disturbing than Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Even though legitimately Joker's a great film, I'm not sure that I ever needed an origin story for the chaos that was like Heath Ledger's Joker. So I I am so conflicted about stuff like that because when they announced a Joker movie, I was like, we don't have to see this. Like, I never want to know why the Joker's the Joker or what caused him to become the Joker. But I love that movie. I've said it many, many times on this show. I I love that movie, like genuinely, not in an ironic way, but I I actually like that movie a lot. Um, And Star Wars has the same effect, right? Like, I I didn't need to know why Vader became Vader. Like, he was, like, mysterious and that was his his thing, like his gimmick. Um, But having Anakin is so much more beneficial to the Star Wars universe and I love Anakin as a as a character and I love what those prequels did and, and how that origin sort of expanded that universe so there's always that push and pull like would it have been better if I didn't know probably but I also am not complaining because we got so much more from those those origin movies but again going back to what I said before it's been a long time like the prequels were a long a long long time ago <laughs> I mean, the prequels, I wouldn't count. We would never have had the Padme Anakin memes. I mean, what would life be That's without true. those? Exactly. Yeah. That's true. If anything, right now, I am seeing the Padme Anakin I, me meme of, of, you don't mean that you don't want this meme, do you? <laughs> do you? So, so I suppose it works in that context. Um, I have a, a question that is kind of a sidebar conversation to what we're, we're having, really. But I want to know, do you both consider yourself completist fan nerds? Because I think that that is actually the thing at the heart of this. I know Arvin and I are opposite. I'm very sure of this. That um, Because I am perfectly fine. Um, I wouldn't have watched Sandman if not for work. I would have watched it at some point later on, despite the fact that I'm a huge Gaiman fan. Um, and that's because I really don't feel the need to complete. Um, if I'm not interested in... I haven't watched Boba Fett, you know, I, I even though I'm, an, I'm a fan of Star Wars, I enjoy the franchise, I'm not a completist. And because of that, origin stories for me don't come with any pressure. I can take it, I can leave it. If it's there, I'll, I'll see it at some point. Um, It doesn't really have to infringe on anything. But I think that if you are a completist, if you're somebody who's like, ah, they've done it now and now I need to watch it, uh, then the pressure is different. 
I'm not a completist, but I think I majorly FOMO about these things. Meaning, if I know then it, you're exists, a completist. Yeah, la. right. Because it's it's like I could actually have gone quite a while without watching a Boba Fett. Maybe because to me, that's not a story that impacts too much. Um, I have never had a lot of attachment to Boba Fett, for instance. But if you told me Obi Wan existed and it's not great. You don't have to watch it. I would still watch it mostly because I'm like, but it's Obi-Wan. I need to know what's happening. So I think it's partly the, I don't want to miss out on a piece of this story. It's partly, it depends what I'm invested in and what I'm not. I mean, I mean, you guys know my answer. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> I I'm, a, I'm, I, I'm a completist. Um, I'm the kind of person who plays the side quests in a video game because I want to know if there are any secret treasures you can unlock. Um, I also love that you brought up Sandman. It's it's the reason why I haven't started Sandman because by the time I became aware of it, there were so many. Uh, there are prequels, right? So they're like origin stories. Then there's the main story. Then there's like side stuff. And I'm like, if I start this now, I will have to do all the books, and I'm gonna have to do all the books in order. Um, and it's the same for movies. And I think it's because of that. And I put a lot of expectations on these prequels, which is why I most of the time I come on feeling like they didn't have to exist or they didn't deliver the thing that they were supposed to deliver. I just wanted to lay it all out so that everybody knows who's talking, right? Like, mm. like where we're coming from in terms of origin stories and how badly we want them. So uh, just to say that we have had a couple of messages on The Joker, which makes sense. It was the most recent biggin. So Rowan says, um, The Joker was really good. Also looking forward to how the House of the Dragon will show the history of the Targaryens. Um, Legion has a bunch of thoughts, but also says, Favourite origin story, Joker. Not the 1989 version where he falls into a vat of chemicals, but the 2019 version because that origin story is reflective of real-life mental health issues faced by ordinary working-class people. So that's exactly the point that... um I don't disagree with you, Legion. I actually think Joker is a great film. Um, It also does a good job reflecting on the system and mental health issues. Just for me, I don't think I needed that for Joker. I Mm. think almost making him more human makes him less troubling for me. So for me, I think I I separate the two. Like this isn't Batman's like, you know, arch nemesis or or the Joker that we know. I don't think he becomes Jack Nicholson. Right? I don't like, think, yeah, 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 Heath no. yeah, yeah. Or Heath Ledger. He he just remains this Joker, and I'm fine with that. As you know, there's like there's a multiverse and stuff. It's okay. <laughs> so uh, we're talking today about origin stories. In other words, why certain characters become who they are, and the films and shows that show that. And we want to hear from you. Do you have a favorite origin story on screen? And also, maybe more interestingly, do you have an origin story that you would like to see a character or a person where you're like, ah, why did you become this? way. Um, you can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Now we have a very, very short clip uh, because X-Men, while talking about multiverses and timelines and all the rest of it, if there's one franchise that has done a lot in this area, it is X-Men. Um, so here's a bit of that. Excuse me, I'm Eric Lentra. Charles Xavier. Go f*** yourself. Bruce Freddie Morrissey, BFM 89.9. That's it. See? What do you get? Get back! What's wrong with you? Take your stinking bar off me, you damn 38! No! 
chills every single time chills um bfm 89.9 it's 7:50, and you're listening to popcorn culture with lynn charmelad arvin our supercut tonight is all about origin stories why our favorite characters or characters interesting characters become the way they are and the movies and shows that get us there and we'd like to hear from you what are your favorites but also what are some of the ones you would like to see whose origin story would you like to see on screen whatsapp us 018-789-8899 tweet us at bfm radio i mean okay so rise of the planet of the apes and that entire trilogy right um such a great origin story trilogy the whole thing because ultimately that's what it is i've gone on record to say i think it's actually one of the best prequels ever made um Mm. but also um i think in contrast to what i said earlier i think the reason i love these movies so much is that it's the origin story not of a character that i already know but the origin story of a planet a culture a way of being um and that's the same reason why I'm kind of excited about um, House of the Dragon in that it's set far enough back that it's not necessarily touching or retooling people I already know and have a certain kind of investment in. Rise of the Planet of the Apes introduces whole new characters for you to get you know attached to. Doesn't mess with the older ones in any particular way. I also think that the you know people going in with low expectations helped the movie a lot mm. because honestly when the movie was coming out right did anyone expect the movie to be good um, because none of the ones that came before they were all B grade films I mean they're great fun yeah, except yeah. Tim Burton's one which is nothing <laughs> but uh, the older ones are just B grade pulp films and, and no one asked for it like no one ever went like oh how did the Planet of the Apes begin like that's not a question <laughs> that anyone was was that invested in or wanted to know and then the movie came on and completely blew people away I think. I think it's one of the the two perfect trilogies ever made, like Lord of the Rings, and then you have Planet of the Apes. I, I, it's completely flawless, especially the sequels that came out after. But it's such a good origin story because I don't think people had expectations at all. Like they didn't know what to put on the movie, and whatever the movie gave you in return just worked. Two things here. Firstly, I I, I was thinking about this. Do I want? Um, do I want a Smeagol origin story? And I realised I don't. And, and I was thinking about that partly because Gollum is such a central figure, right, in Lord of the Rings. Even before we knew we were going to be playing Andy Serkis in that clip, um, I, I had been thinking, I was like, do I suggest Smeagol? Do I want Smeagol? Do I want to hear his creepy voice? Um, <laughs> and, and I came to the conclusion that, oddly enough, I don't want or need a Smeagol origin story because we know it. And mm. and Smeagol as himself is not that interesting, right? Um, he sadly becomes more interesting after he obtains the ring and and is unable to free himself of that and similarly we were talking earlier about how like vader i know that there are those among us who don't mind anakin or or welcome him into the the star wars family fold um but there are others who both think that, (laughs) that you know having an explanation of him doesn't help um with caesar and rise of the planet of the apes i actually think having an understanding of who he is as a leader or why he became the way he he became why he had a complicated relationship with humans that actually deepens everything and that informs the stories and that is when an origin story earns its day it also doesn't get stuck with the perpetual challenge of an origin story, which is you've already told one story that has this arc that um, a certain heightened arc, right? Like Game of Thrones. Oh, my God, all of this has happened and this, this, this world ending level stuff. Now we go back. We have to tell another story that's equally high stakes that makes you want to care about this character. 
But if it was so high stakes, then why did the the second story mm. matter, right? Like that's the problem with prequels. That's the problem with origin stories. Rise of the Planet of the Apes avoids that by actually tying itself so loosely to the to the older ones that it doesn't matter. Whereas something like Darth Vader, every time they retool it, um, and I kind of feel this with even um, Joker, every time you retool, you risk diluting or taking away from the drama of the first story you had. So then you have to ask the question, right? Like, is House of the Dragon even an origin story? If it's so loosely connected, like if it's not the origin of any specific person or any specific um, storyline, and this is something that just exists in the universe, the Song of Ice and Fire, just it's just a Game of Thrones thing, then is it even an origin story? So Planet of the Apes, um, I know it, it's supposed to loosely connect to the movies that come after, but they never actually confirm it. They never say that this is what is going to happen uh, after these movies, because this could be a completely different uh, thing. Like it could be a completely standalone trilogy. And in that sense, it's not it is an origin story, but it's also kind of not. So I think it can be... I know I've been saying the word character, but I feel like you can have an origin story for a world. And mm. um, House House of the Dragon, I mean, dragon, everyone can't stop talking about dragons. Dragons make kings. Dragons, you know, it's just <laughs> endless. And so that makes it seem like it's about the Targaryens and they are the central figures. But I would argue that House of the Dragon is meant to set up the Westeros that we enter when we start Game of Thrones. So in some ways, it's the origin story of that version of Westeros and the Iron Throne. Hmm. I feel like if you talk about, say, Lord of the Rings, I would be more excited with a story that goes way, way back. Not Bilbo? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Bilbo's fine. I, I I don't have a problem with the Hobbit trilogy. I actually really quite enjoy them. But perhaps what I would prefer is to actually go way back into the... Is it the... Oh, wait, I'm confusing Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. I was going to say Age of Man, but that's not true. <laughs> um, and perhaps something to do with the elves, perhaps something to do with Elrond. And, and that I wouldn't mind, I think. Oh, for me, Lord of the Rings is one of those things that I, I would love to see more. Like, I'm looking forward to the see the Rings of Power coming out. Um, I, I'm so, so skeptical. And I think it's because of my own fandom being, like, super protective of these movies, of that franchise. I, I'm just worried that if they keep making, like, side things or prequel things or origin things, then we're going to end up with, like you said, like a very diluted mm. uh, um, set of movies. And I, I, I know it doesn't affect the original movies, but I'm also afraid that just watching it will make... In my mind, it will sort of affect the original movies. Maybe low investment is the key. Mm. Mm, I think so. Which is hard for Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So, so that's another thing, right? It's hard for Lord of the Rings. It's hard for Game of Thrones. It's hard for Star something where, yeah, where you've had years and years of fandom kind of baked into a franchise. But um, we've been asking you for, well, your favourite origin stories that have already been told and also origin stories that you would like to see. And because we've been spending some time talking about complicated characters, right? I wanted to throw this out there. Uh, Dime Hafizi says, Greg House, House MD. You know, again, I'm not sure that I want this, but I find the idea so interesting. Because mm. even though they did do flashbacks on House, I can't quite remember how impactful they were. I kind of think like a like a college university age house happy complicated cool. man in a good relationship gets into a bad relationship mm. because of bad like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. i mean that that's more or less it yeah i i don't know i feel like there's something there i don't know if i 100 percent want it 
I don't think I want it. Um, the same way I don't want a Jack Sparrow prequel. Uh, oh, no. Like, no. Like, like explaining charisma just does away with the charisma, I think. That, That's you know. a good point. And, mm. and, and trying to do, like Han Solo, trying yeah, to put yeah, another actor in a, a hugely charismatic role, I don't think really works. Mm. Learning how to put on eyeliner. Like, who wants that? <laughs> I don't know if anybody needs to see that. Um, we are about to play a clip from Godfather 2, which is, of course, weirdly enough, the origin story that leads us later on to the Godfather and subsequently Cody. Um, but I did want to attach to that Lee Jun saying my favourite origin story is Infernal Affairs 2 because we're talking gangsters uh, but Lee Jun also says um, also Minions The Rise of Gru when Gru still had hair <laughs> so um, there you go again keep those thoughts coming we want to hear from you um, what is your favourite origin story that's already been told and what do you want to see told whose origin story do you want to see in the meantime here's a little bit of Godfather 2 de Joe da Greg da Segona Avno Frank Pignataro un Ticinco Strade e un Cirone non nende a Fanucci si di un padre non nende a Fanucci qualche altro a Ragoggi Pimaranzano e so che riusciamo a cara questa Cianauci se vuoi siete d'accordo perché umerate 50 scudi all'uno per pagare a Fanucci quando Fanucci regge riuscendo non c'è niente da fare vi ha ragione io coeggio Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. I had a good job until my boss accused me of stealing. I better call Saul. I was out partying, minding my own business. You are under arrest. I'd better call Saul. Hi, I'm Saul Goodman. Did you know that you have rights? The Constitution says you do, and so do I. I believe that until proven guilty, every man, woman, and child in this country is innocent. And that's why I fight for you, Albuquerque. Better call Saul. Saul. Saul? Saul good, man. Let me tell you about a young guy. They called him. Slippin' Jimmy. Slippin' Jimmy with a law degree? I'm on the up and up. From here on out, I'm gonna play by the rules. I don't go looking for guilty people to represent. Who needs that aggravation? Thank you for restoring my faith in the judicial system. You can be on one side of the law or the other. I've known good criminals and bad cops. But if you make a deal with somebody, you keep your word. BFM 89.9. It's 8.09. You're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And our supercut tonight is all about origin stories. In other words, why characters become the way they become. Um, and basically what our favourite origin stories on screen are. And what are some of the ones that we want to be told um, that haven't been told yet. So we'd like to hear from you. You can share, I think, basically at this point, tell us who do you want to see on screen, right? Like whose origin story do you want? You can let us know by what Zapping 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. So, um, Amirol says, Saul Goodman, Jimmy McGill was amazing. I would also love to see Succession's Logan Roy's origin. Oh, Ooh, wow. So two things, actually. Okay, I, I firstly, love, love the Logan Roy idea. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, so here's the problem with origin stories, right? I can't watch origin stories without knowing... So. I can't watch Better, Saul, Better Watch Saul. Better, Be- call, Better Saul. call Saul. Because I haven't watched Breaking Bad yet. But you can. 
I know you can, but I can't. Like I mm. feel. This mm-hmm. is why I wanted it set up from what kind of people yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> see, I I need to watch. Even though actually technically the origin story should come first, I kind of feel like I'm missing the experience by not watching Breaking Bad and then coming to Better Call Saul. So now there's five seasons and then six seasons and it's just too much. Yeah, there's well, way I, too at much. At some point, at retirement, I'll get to it. <laughs> but but for me, that's a problem. No, but that's a, that's an actual thing, right? Because um, I don't know. I have not seen Better Call Saul. I the but i'm sure they they have easter eggs and they hint and there's they are like references to the original series um and you need to watch the actual one to get all these like these things like these geek moments um and same like i don't know if i can do prequels before i do the actual thing that came out if i watch something i have to watch it in order of the thing that came out first before going to the prequel okay so here's the thing breaking bad's really good and you should both have watched it by now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, so I mean, it was at a time when yeah, access yeah. wasn't as easy. <laughs> like if you missed an episode, you had to like wait, wait till the DVD box set came out. They never showed it here, right? They never I, showed I don't Breaking even know, Bad. To be fair, mm. the DVD box set, my friends, is in fact out. I know you both have <laughs> access to it. We all review Netflix stuff. I know you can watch it. So, firstly, Breaking Bad's really great. Should have already seen it. Secondly, um, sorry, I'm putting on my Better Call Saul Breaking Bad fan shirt. Uh, no, I mean, I really love. I really love Vince Gilligan's work um, in general. I also really loved Breaking Bad. I think it is just amazing, amazing television. And then Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. So the Ooh, thing, it is. Really? It is. I, I, I think that it is by now a pretty widely accepted belief that Better Call Saul might be a superior TV show. And I... But, but I, how though? Like, because... I don't know, but don't Isn't you get Breaking attached Bad to the like one of the best TV yeah, shows yeah, yeah. of all time? Yeah. Like how? Okay. And then and then this like so shark the, eyes. The, I'm getting shark eyes from Lynn. I, I just I feel like you're not listening. <laughs> so <laughs> the thing that I'm trying to explain is that this is what I was holding on to and did not say from the start of the show because I've been waiting for our better call Saul clip. Um, and that is sometimes characters that are interesting that have really strong performers um, but that weren't meant to be anything really. I think that uh, Saul Goodman was supposed to be in something like four episodes and then eventually he became kind of central to the entire series and thusly resulted in Better Call Saul. Um, So the thing is that's partly on the strength of the writing, partly because they realised they needed a character like him to explain what was happening and partly because Bob Odenkirk is the OG, just really, really good at everything. And Thus, did you get Better Call Saul? And because of that, Better Call Saul is like a Shakespearean level exploration of a guy who just wants to be better and can't. Oh, wow. Okay. I still have to watch Breaking Bad, though. Sorry. I do not agree. (laughs) So I I think that you can actually watch Better Call Saul reasonably separate without losing that much. You lose the Easter eggs, yes, but the connective tissue of the shows is both strong enough and ignorable enough that you could get by. I'm not forcing anybody. I know that there are a lot of seasons. Um, I'm just saying that I was the only one on this panel of people who was yelling into the void about Better Call Saul. So um, thank you for that. I yield the floor. Actually, speaking of TV, and this is a question that I've been noodling about since we started discussing this idea, is Cheers Fraser Crane's origin story? I don't think so. It's not, mm. right? Even though it technically tells you why he 
comes to be who he is. It, see, Joey, Friends is not Joey's origin story because mm. in order to Good know point. who yeah. Joey is, we, we need to know about the, how many sisters? Seven. Right. Uh, and the so mom. the Fraser yeah. Crane yeah. origin story actually hasn't really been told because even in Cheers, we kind of see him like already himself, not this is how he became him. So do you have to see him from the time he was uh, like a teenager? We got like to see the Lilith marriage maybe. Yeah, mm. so I think the origin story is whatever makes this person become what they become. Mm. So, like, where did Fraser get the accent? You know, like <laughs> or, him in psych school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or maybe the introduction to even radio. Yes, you know, like, yeah. like I think there are a few entry points. Hey, tapi, he wasn't a radio person in Cheers. He was just a psychiatrist. That's a true. Psychologist. That psychiatrist. Is true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. But I, yeah, so maybe med school. I'm not sure, mm. but I don't think that Cheers. Yeah, Cheers is to Frasier as Friends is to Joey, right? Yeah, and yeah. so yeah. Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, different kind of origin story relationship. I think so, because um, you do actually get to understand who Saul Goodman was before he became that Saul Goodman. I mean, just speaking about TV, right? It's so, it must be so tough making prequel shows or, or making uh, uh, origin stories on TV because there's so much room to mess up. Um, oh I've, man! Right? I, I, I've seen the. I, even though I haven't seen any of Breaking Bad or, or Better Call Saul, I know that it's good. Uh, I've seen the reviews, and they say that both of them are like perfect shows and and perfect TV shows. Uh, all stuck the landing, and it must be super super hard to do that because with every season and with escalation and with the evolution of the show, you make one mistake and it ruins the entire franchise. Like it, the ripple effect just hits the thing that comes after, and now everything like canon is completely spoiled, and it's like super difficult to retcon. I agree. I think that's mm. true. I also think though that, and this is all coming from that one suggestion for a Logan Roy origin story, <laughs> that I'm thinking TV also offers the kind of space for a story to grow in the way, uh, in a way that movies can't. Because you get one movie, two and a half hours, you have to nail the what made this person who he is. Versus with TV, you can actually do like, okay, we're going to do a 10 episode arc. It's going to be this. We have this much time. Um, and it gives you time to grow in a way that I think can actually be really useful for origin stories. I think a lot of it has to do with showrunners as well. Mm. So mm. Um, I that's why I kept bringing up Vince Gilligan, Bob Odenkirk, um, you know, the, the Peter Gold, the, the writers of who have been involved in both shows. Because then I think that's where you have people who understand the DNA of the character and therefore how to explore further the DNA of the character character. Having said that, you also see people mess up, right? Showrunners falling too much in love with their characters such that they forget what makes them interesting or, or why people are interested in watching this thing. So it, it's dicey and I think television is really hard. So because I, um, you know, kind of went a bit, I don't know, Saul-like? I feel like I'm coming down from something. <laughs> like, like, I'm, 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 I'm returning to myself. Um, I wanted to give you both a chance to lecture me in turn because Burns on Twitter is saying Predator, which I do not want. <laughs> well, okay. You made your thoughts about Predator really clear. I actually would love to see a Predator origin story. And I, and I don't mean like the humans. I'd love to know about the proper world that they come from. and the, So like a rise of the planet of the apes but Predator. Oh, uh, I, I don't want that. Hmm. I don't want that. Because I think, um, wasn't it like the somewhere in Alien versus Predator, we saw like a group of Predator 
hierarchy and it was like their king or the emperor or something See, i've not watched any of the lousy predator movies ah, so that's i've actively why. avoided them which is probably why i still have faith when it can be done that's why because one of them shows up in a cape and i'm like this <laughs> oh this God. does not work like they shouldn't be wearing capes or or, or clothes that look human like and after seeing that i'm like i have no interest to see the civilization because it looks very very goofy so that's just my thing like no predator origin story mm. my thing is you know what is the succession power struggle here just like click 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 <laughs> and then like see you laser see you obviously they have language that they can understand there'll be subtitles it'll so be we like are listening it'll to be clicking like art cinema ah <laughs> with capes darren aronofsky would direct it oh for sure <laughs> click clack click clack yeah that's what i'm saying it's click clack click clack silent laser beam 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 <laughs> like i don't know i'm just not convinced by this i'm i'm happy to hear from people who want a predator <laughs> origin story i just it is not for me also the most interesting part about the predators are the hunters i don't think they are all predators like some of them have to be like looking That's after them that's what i them. want to know i'm like what is this world that they live in I'm, why do you do this is this a rite of passage like what is this some of them have to go shopping like they're not all <laughs> hunting things in oh, other planets they have predator to cook. cooking yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 there's like a jamie oliver predator somewhere who has like a tv show there's a predator who just wants to be like an interior <laughs> decorator doesn't want to go out hunting has problems with your neighbors <laughs> like yeah, you, like mean, do, yeah a sitcom a predator sitcom. click clack click clack click clack <laughs> yeah that's all it is like click clack click clack intensifies and you're like why but you know i'm i'm happy you both are happy i i want to i'm that. happy with all of this by the way <laughs> Um speaking of actually speaking of nothing at this point that there's no relationship. Uh Jongsan says underrated origin story Captain America the First Avenger. Although it had mm. subpar action scenes, the first half of the movie really solidified the essence of his character, not a perfect soldier but a good man. Oh, thank you for that. Um I will say if you ask me to name my top 3 favorite scenes in all of the MCU films, um Steve jumping onto the grenade is one of my all-time top as small steve as small steve mm. yes uh, because it's such an amazing scene and it, i think you know 10 movies later you still think about that moment for you to understand who captain america is oh yeah i like i don't think um, end game works without yeah. that first captain america movie like you don't understand you you wouldn't be able to pin on him why he'd go against like thanos's whole army without knowing the guy who would jump on the grenade so yeah super super important movie Uh while we're staying in the MCU uh Clinton says one a different origin story looking forward to one that's not released yet and who is Stanley's all-time favorite character enjoying this blind item approach <laughs> to to sending us messages because we had to figure this one out Clinton are you referring to the silver surfer I think you might be Yeah I mean I thought Stanley's favorite character was Spider-Man yeah, but after too. a little Same. bit of googling it looks like it might be silver surfer but I am enjoying the challenging of us while <laughs> yeah. on air Also might be a, a really good origin story like True. very interesting Isn't there character. Isn't one in the cards? I think that that's what yeah, Clinton's yeah, referring yeah. to, yeah. Um, meanwhile, Wilson says, um, Spider-Man, Sam Raimi. The worst, though, is X-Men Origins Wolverine. I've got to agree. I've, like, Wolverine had so much potential, nobody needed to see that one. Also based on one of the best graphic novels yes. to ever come out. And they flopped it. Sometimes I just shriek Victor. Like, for no reason. <laughs> I don't want to do it on air because it's so unpleasant. But sometimes I do it just because the, the mood overcomes. Good Sabertooth, though. Like he's a good saber. Yeah, Sabertooth. he's a great saber. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasted, right? Because Leaf Shriver, Shriver, Leaf Shriver, Shriver. Yeah, as saber tooth is so good. He's so good. He's as well cast 
as Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yeah. Which is saying something, you know, because you have this person who you know as the... the I mean... The facial hair. Like, it takes a certain kind of face mm. and actor to pull the whole thing off and to make you believe, like, this works. And he really does. And it is incredibly wasted. I also once... I also watched this film on a bus uh, coming back from Singapore. And they clearly <laughs> had gotten, like, a really, um, you know, janky DVD. The green screen wasn't complete. What? So oh, it was that it's the it's, leaked, uh, it's the the leaked, leaked yeah. edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, my I, gosh. Yeah, yeah. So I watched Ryan Reynolds, like you know, and the strings and the green screen like on top of a thing. So, yeah, I mean, if nothing else, it gave me that story. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, I googled <laughs> I googled best origin stories and then I had a horrifying memory. Or I, I, had, I had pictures of Ryan Reynolds being Deadpool the first time around. Uh, oh, from yeah. From which X-Men movie? Is it from Wolverine, in fact? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, I'd forgotten that this existed. I think he tries to, yeah. actually. Yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, before I forget, um, I wanted to bring up the, the... Do any of us watch The Walking Dead still? Like, do any of us follow... I never did. You never did? Mm. Um, I watched a little. So I guess I'm like, I'm throwing this out there for anyone who's listening and who still follows The Walking Dead. Have they actually explained the origins of the outbreak or the zombies? Because I know they have so many shows and we were talking about TV previously, right? Um, have they actually gone back and done that or... Are they afraid that it's going to ruin the the now, like, how many, five, four or five shows simultaneously if they explain something and it's not up to par? So that'll be interesting, especially since it's a TV platform thing. Ooh, can I just say, if we're talking about origin stories and zombies, Ashin mm-hmm. of the North, though, um, oh, yeah. the Kingdom yeah. origin story, Still, I still think about that movie sometimes and how good that is. Yeah. Good, good movie. Um, it was, and also because it does the thing you need it to do. Exactly the thing. You need to know how this outbreak began. Mm. tells you that. Um, and then it gives you an interesting new character to boot. So it, it does a lot. Uh, Shamil says, I'd like to see how Heimdall became Heimdall. That is such a deep cut. Um, and now that you've said it, I actually really want to see it too. I love Idris Elba as Heimdall. Grandmaster and how he became the Grandmaster. A Jeff Goldblum. A Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my lord! I I know I've said I'm tired of spin-offs. I'd watch that. I'd watch ten right? episodes <laughs> because he could There's play the Disney Plus series. Nobody's been making. <laughs> That's the thing. Oh, you've put it out there. Season order, <laughs> like like straight away. I don't need a pilot. I'm just ready to go. Um, okay, we've got a lot of uh, more offbeat ones that that are coming in, and I'm saving that for the latter part of our show. Um, but also to close off on Breaking Bad. SC says, fun fact, after the pizza roof episode, people in Albuquerque started tossing pizzas on their roofs, which, if you've seen the show, is hilarious. No, Dead silence no in reference here. for me whatsoever, but yeah. I appreciate it. SC, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> uh, keep those thoughts coming. We'd like to hear what uh, what is an origin story for a character that you would like to see on screen? We've got some great suggestions that we're going to get to after the break. Uh, you can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. And now an origin story. I mean, we talked about Predator earlier. And this in some ways is an example of how it can go both good and bad. I don't know. This is Prometheus. Am I interrupting? thought you might be running low. Pour yourself a glass, pal. Thank you, but I'm afraid it would be wasted on me. You think we wasted our time coming here, don't you? Your question depends on me understanding what you hope to achieve by coming here. What we hope to achieve was to meet our makers, to get answers. Why they even made us in the first place. Why do you think your people made me? We made you because we could. Can you imagine how disappointing it would be for you to hear the same thing from your creator? 
<laughs> May I ask you something? Please do. How far would you go to get what you came here all this way for? Your answers. What would you be willing to do? Anything and everything. Break from mediocrity. BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9. It's 8.28 and you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Shyamalan, Arvin. And together, our supercut tonight is focused on origin stories. How our, I keep saying favourite, but actually doesn't have to be favourite. How interesting characters came to be who they are. And we've been asking you, who are some characters you'd like to see the origin stories of that haven't been told yet? Uh, you can, of course, WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. That, I mean... Frozen is, of course, the origin story of, of Elsa and, and Olaf. Um, but <laughs> yes, of course. But it is, to me, also the origin story of, and I'm never letting this go, Adele Dazim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. I, I will never Every forget. so often an Adele Dazim <laughs> joke has to happen. I see her now and think Adele Dazim. Right. You know, yep. Yep. Bless her. Um, you know, would, would Frozen be technically an origin story if there wasn't a Frozen 2? No, I'm going to say no. Right? Yeah. Which is interesting to me because it literally is the arc of how someone becomes who they are. Mm. So an origin story can only be an origin story if there's more movies that it leads up to. Is that where we're landing at? Or, or backwards, right? Or because backwards. That, that's yeah. what we've ex- we've established as well. I mean, Better Call Saul, uh, Godfather 2, those actually came out after. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so there has to be more than just that movie. So Otherwise, it, it's not an origin story. So it has to be at least a duology to become an origin story. Right, yeah. It right? Makes, makes sense to me because I don't think I would have thought of Frozen as an origin story if there wasn't Frozen 2. Or is it the origin story for Tarzan? You guys have seen that that, uh, yes. that fan theory, right? <laughs> that it's uh, it's connected and this it's the same. This is true. Yeah. It could be. It could be. While we're throwing things out there, um, we've got some interesting suggestions that have come in in terms of origin stories. Um, so let's see. Um well, before we get to suggestions, Ming says, Unbreakable Split Glass is the origin story I didn't know I was watching and the reveal and realisation was fantastic when you're lucky enough to watch it without knowing anything about them being related. Yeah, that's a great shout. In fact, all three are origin stories in their own right, right? Which, which yeah. kind of makes it really cool. And in the way they sort of like, you know, twisted each other. I So I was spoiled for Split. 
um, someone just blurted it out so that that reveal uh-huh. didn't work. Uh, so I knew how they were tied. But I but I can agree. Like if I didn't know, that would have been like a huge like bombshell. That I didn't happened. know. Um, and because I love Unbreakable so deeply, mm-hmm. and when I went to watch this in the cinema, and you know, Split was great. I, I didn't mind it at all. And then when it's like, I was like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot believe this is happening. Yeah. Uh, Kamar Nizam is bringing up another favourite, the Incredible Hulk David Banner TV series in the 90s. Oh, that's... Hmm. I hadn't even thought of that, but yeah. Yeah, me neither, but it's an interesting one. Um, And now I think, yeah, we are in the suggestion phase. So um, let's start with this from John, who says, Hans Gruber from Die Hard, Minho from Maze Runner. (laughs) (laughs) Maze Runner is a deep cut, I I think. I haven't thought of Minho in forever, ever, maybe. Um, (laughs) Hans Gruber, though, while I would love to see Alan Rickman, sadly, he won't um, reprise that role any number of times, I I think he might be one of those bad guys that I don't need a backstory for. I think you can't do a backstory because of Alan Rickman, because no one's going to be, either they're going to have to try to do like a a cheap imitation, Mm. which no one's going to be able to do. And also it's it's Alan Rickman. So how are you going to, how are you going to do that? So I, again, had actually contemplated along with my Smeagol wonderings, whether Hmm. or not to bring up Hans Gruber, uh, partly because he's such a great villain. Everybody always brings it up, brings him up as a classic, classic villain. And then I thought, yeah, actually he is one of those classic villains that I don't want. Like, I, I get why he's interesting. Mm. I see why he's coming up as a suggestion. But he's not actually somebody that I would want to see the backstory of. Like, I don't want to know how he got the hairstyle and the suit and all the rest <laughs> of it. Like, I'm happy with him just existing and die hard. The more I think about it, the more I feel like, particularly with bad guys, I don't necessarily need a backstory. Like Scar. Scar was great uh, in Lion King. Did we really need to know what he was like as a cub? Or you know, there are like multiple stories. So there are like multiple Ooh. stories that came out. Um, so there's there's of course Lion King too, but then they're all the like there's a series. They're like comics. Can I just say this is like the baby Hitler question? Like, yeah, like, like I don't do you know. need to sympathize <laughs> yeah. with Scar? Like I don't really need to at all. What would his name be? Oh, he! Oh, there is so there's there's like a he's whole born backstory. With a scar. No, he's got a name, and then like it got changed to Scar after he got attacked. Like there's there's a whole story which I don't need to know, and I prefer not to know. And and then they wonder why he became a bad guy because they <laughs> called him Scar. That's what they named him no, when he was his, a kid. No, his actual name apparently means garbage in in oh. in Swahili. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Y'all, yeah. Uh, Perry is saying Jafar from Aladdin, Scar from Lion King, <laughs> Ursula from Little Mermaid. You get where I'm going. Ursula, though, also has a backstory gun. There's this whole thing about how she was supposed to be ruler of the underworld, uh, underworld, ruler of under the sea and all. I know way too much Disney backstory, I realise. Yeah, no, we all do, I think. <laughs> no, but but will that work, though? Because they tried that with Maleficent. Um, Which I do not like. I also do not like. Yeah. So I don't... I don't know whether it's the urge to make them uh, protagonists or to make them in that sort of grey area. But Maleficent... Her name is Maleficent. Like you can't give <laughs> like you can't sympathize. Maybe not quite. Maybe not quite. Yeah, just maybe efficient. Yeah. I, I mean Angelina Jolie did like played it to perfection. Yes, yes. But, but those movies just somehow don't seem to work for me. Angelina Jolie is the only reason that movie needed to exist, honestly. Because oh, yeah. she she looks picture perfect. She was great, but I just yeah. They could have just made her evil though. The mistress of all evil. Like that's literally her title. You don't want the nice maleficent? No. The- <laughs> oh. I mean, I don't mind it. Um I I think also that it is a very when was that movie out? Twenty eighteen, whatever. Mm. Um it's a very very this era thing to feel the need to retell the story of a 
female villain in a sympathetic light without maybe recognizing that women also sometimes just want our villains to be villainesses yes. and it's fine. Yes. And so I, I do think it's kind of a, I, I'm not going to say the W word. I don't think that's what it is. But I think that it is a, a feminist reimagining that maybe we didn't need or want. So it's one of those things. Um, just to go back, though, to this idea of Minho, I think it's interesting that, that he came up firstly, because like I said, deep cut. Secondly, I think with locked box mysteries, with which Maze Runner was, I don't know about you. I never really think about how they ended up there or why. I mean, why? Yes, I suppose. How? But not the characters and who they were before they got there. Same. Mm. Um, and that's because you're not meant to, right? Like these people just exist in this little world that's been created. This goes back to our predator conversation because uh. because that, because that's it, right? Like even Hans you're Gruber. Right. I, I, predator is a locked box story. Yeah. Yeah. I, if you. I mean, like, okay, let's talk about like something like Joker. You don't want to see him go shopping for that red suit. It, it just ruins the whole, like, you don't want to see him, like, wait in line. And yet queue. we're cool. Yet we're cool with Peter Parker and the, and the sewing machine. You know, like, there's a double standard here. I, I just think <laughs> Peter Parker's not a villain. That's true. But, you know, like, people people need to put together outfits, you guys. Like, what's the what's the harm? I mean, I guess that's because Peter, we know that he doesn't, like, he's perpetually broke. Right, yes. like that's that's his thing. So, and he knows how to sew, and he's smart. <laughs> and I guess for that reason, it works. Um, oh, it's a thread thing as well. It's a thread, yeah. Like a web thread yeah. situation. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I don't want to see Christian Bale's Batman put together his suit, even though we saw some parts of it. But I would like to see Robert Pattinson's Batman like put his suit well, together. Because yeah, him doing the eyeliner was such a great scene. Yeah, yeah. But yes, I do not want to see Christian Bale Batman like I don't know combing his hair or, or you know it's must after he his takes hair. off his cowl and so now he has to fix it. Honestly, yeah. the one. One thing of like, I need it to be dog proof. Like that was enough for me in terms mm. of the development of the outfit. Like I don't think yeah. we needed to go like, oh, can I see a swatch of a different shade of black? <laughs> I don't know if this is shadowy enough. Does this read shadow to you? I, I don't think we need that. Um, Rowan says, I would like to see a proper origin story of Tomb Raider based on the original video game by Core Design rather than the newer 2018 version which uh, with Alicia Vikander. I also can't wait for the TV series on Anne Rice's Mayfair Witches. Um, the book The Witching Hour fleshed out an origin story that crosses generations to the current protagonist Rowan Mayfair yes I did use the character's name online and I hope it will be a good homage to Anne Rice's work Rowan I couldn't agree more I'm a big fan of the Mayfair witches I'm very excited about the TV series um, the Tomb Raider thing is interesting because I to me Tomb Raider is a playable character and it always has to be I think translating that onto a, a like a movie or, or something is just way too there's nothing much there um, so yeah. you have to play her origin story to appreciate her origin story and that's about it oh speaking of Anne Rice Vampire Lestat is the origin story at least on screen that nobody needed I like who mm. needed to see Stuart Townsend play that character? Oh, that guy. I mean, I almost said that guy. But um, what I meant was, that's not Stuart Townsend's only outing as a vampire, right? Like, I, I think that there has been another. He played Dorian Gray. Right. Not a vampire, but undead. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I feel like, I don't know whether he's just kind of accidentally typecast himself, but yeah. As pale undead people, yeah, that's that's a niche role right there. Mostly British people, to <laughs> be fair. Do we know how Dracula became Dracula? Because they they tried to do it in uh, Dracula Untold, which is his origin yeah. story. Um, completely butchered it. 
Uh, no pun intended, but completely <laughs> ruined that whole story by telling us like exactly how he became like a sad vampire and mm. he was so Again, like sympathetic. Again, a story we didn't need. We I didn't feel. need. Like yeah. Dracula just has to be fully formed Dracula. That's what makes him work, right? Uh, we have this from uh, Instagram from somebody who says Garfield and how he became so Garfield. Oh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I mean, just imagine. John Gar- with Kitten Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Lasagna. Why? Why lasagna, right? When like, Odie joins. Yeah. Oh. Is it learned sarcasm or is he born sarcastic? Right. Yeah. Mm. Like, does he, before he starts speaking, does he just have sarcastic looks? Uh, yeah. Was there something yeah. that made him lazy? Did this, he used okay, to be hardworking? This hard needs to happen. I mean, although the Garfield cartoon, was, uh, the, the movie wasn't great. So I don't have a lot of faith. Okay, so I don't think I want a live action. Like, like a live action animation oh, no. thing. No, no, yeah, no. Because they're, they're doing that now. Like Tom and Jerry also kind of crossed that line and that's how they're approaching these sorts of things. I think I just want like a straight... I don't even want... I don't think I want a stop motion. I think I just want a straight animation. Yeah, full on animation. I'd settle mm. for a comic strip Garfield pre- uh, origin story. Animation geared for adults on something like Adult Swim is perfect. Ah, yeah. yeah. That'd be nice. Uh, Junli says, I would like to see the origin story of Yap Aloy. Shall we call it Capitan of Destiny? Uh, imagine it's <laughs> set in the backdrop of the violent Klang Wars. The strife between the Gi Hin and the Hai San. The alliances made and broken between British and Malay rulers. In conjunction with Madeka Day, I would also like to see an origin movie or TV series of Tunku Abdul Rahman. Uh, possible titles, Tunku which I like. Um, A Most Merciful Man, which is also wonderful. Sequel or spin-off could be about Lee Kuan Yew. Let's call it No Man is an Island. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Very nice. How his ideas of ruling are formed by the Japanese Kempeitai. Origin story of Chinping, but I doubt it'll ever be told in my lifetime. We can call it Red Star over Malaya. You know, those are great wow. ideas, but even more so, those titles are amazing. No man Copyright is an island. Copyright them now. Yeah, it's just good. These are such like amazing elevator pictures. Yes. Like with, yeah. with the title, just like bang, bang, bang. Someone's going to write a Lee Kuan Yew bio and use that title. Copyright it now, Jun Lee. Mm-hmm. Yo, mm-hmm. Capitan of Destiny. Yeah, yeah, I mean. I mean, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the screening could be on Jalan. Yeah, Aloy. Uh, it's just, it's all there. It's ready. We're ready. Funders. Listening? I know. Um, Shahira says, Marvin Gaye, Vladimir Putin, Kim Jong-un, or any dictator. There's a theme here. <laughs> so, origin of Kim Jong-un would involve, like, dolphins and magic, right? Well, yeah, I mean, of course. for Kim yeah. Jong-il. Kim Jong-il, that's yes. true. Or, or rather, I forget who is the first. Kim Il-sun. Kim Il-sun, yeah. So, I think we'd have to go all the way back the Kim dynasty. There's no way you get to Kim Jong-un without... Yeah, going but all the you way know, back. like House of Dragon, House of the Dragon, you start mm. far back and then establish the story. At some point, mm. KLIA will show up, you know. Mm. I mean, we don't have to go much further than yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. at some point, at it's going to get there. Show up. Marvin Gaye is a sad one. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. we just saw Elvis recently and we all really liked it. But I think um, when you have when you have a well-loved artist with a tragic arc, I think sometimes the... I get why it, it would be a great movie, but it, man, it would be a tough one to watch. Um, Zulfadli says, I'd like to watch Tars Vizsla's origin story. The first Mandal- Mandalorian, who is also a Jedi, would be really interesting. He wields the Dar Saber, the best lightsaber ever made. No comparison. Um, you know, I actually think that might happen. I feel like this, with, with the way Disney Plus is going, we're going to get all of these stories and more at some point. Like the side guys, mm-hmm. the people you, you never thought you'd see. That one see. guy in the corner that had one scene. That's now like behind so Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. He's going to have an origin story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, you know, everybody in the cantina. <laughs> yeah, all How of them. they got to the, the cantina. Band. The, the, It'll the be band. a road movie with like how they got to... I could watch that I actually. will not. 
I'm done with Star Wars. I think I've made it quite clear. Like, no. Um, Nesh says, Frozen and Tangled are connected. Also, Madagascar, the movie, and the Penguins of Madagascar TV show. Frozen and Tangled? Okay, did you all know the theory? Because I had to Google it. I know Tarzan and Frozen, not Frozen and Tangled. So, the Frozen and Tangled theory is that, apparently, the parents, uh, Ilsa and Anna's parents, who passed away, this is not a spoiler, uh, who passed away at the start of the film because of the, you know, they were journeying out, right? So, they were apparently journeying out to a wedding. That wedding was supposedly of Flynn Rider and Rapunzel. Yes, I've heard this. Oh, Well, if you don't know the Tarzan connection, it's that they got shipwrecked and had Tarzan. Well, then they kind of do away with that in Frozen 2. Yes. Because they find that, oh yeah, yeah. so the Mm. theory doesn't work. But Tangled still could, Mm -hmm. theoretically. yeah. I like how like the Disney side of things is like loosely connecting stuff while Pixar has a a very well-formed, you know, like unbreakable fan theory. Like the history of the world that starts Paleolithic era and all the way to future talking cars. Yeah, yeah. While Disney's like, maybe... Sure. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> if you know this, is, is their version yeah, of the yeah. origin story. Uh, Shamil says, I would love to see how Zordon became Zordon in Power Rangers. Wait, didn't they showed us that in the new Power Rangers uh, movie, the one that came out like five years ago with... Which uh, I didn't watch, but you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this same guy who's in Stranger Things was the Red Ranger. Um, oh my God, what's his name? Breaking Bad. Um, Heisenberg. Walter White. Walter White. <laughs> I, I'm just Walter giving White. you character names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston was uh, Zordon. And I think they showed us like, you know, how, oh, he, yeah. how he ended up there. Yeah, yeah. Sarah Kicken says Japanese Spider-Man. I would 100% mm-hmm. watch mm-hmm. an anime of Japanese <laughs> Spider-Man's origin story. Again, like multiverse. We might get, who knows? Rish says um, Pacific Rim, how it all started and John Wick. Ooh. See... I love Pacific Rim so much and then hate the sequel so much that I feel like I don't want any more done. Maybe if Del Toro came back. Maybe. I, I haven't seen the, the sequel. I didn't see part two. It's terrible. With John Boyega, right? Yeah. Um, but don't they explain how the, the whole war happened? Like why they, they started building the Jaegers in They do. So I'm curious what Rish means by origin story, actually. Mm. Origin of what? Can I then chime in and say with John Wick, uh, I actually like the level of mystery we have. So I'm I'm not Mm. the hugest... uh, I get why it's interesting. And it's also, I think, one of Keanu Reeves, truly his best character, um, or one of his best characters. So I get why it's interesting, but I just like him showing up fully formed as Baba Yaga. Also, who's going to play Keanu Reeves? Right? That's the other thing, right? Like, I don't who's the want young... the face tune thing. No, yeah, no. I, I don't think that's that's what I want. Um, oh, another shout from Mike Leo who says, "Just like Maleficent, I would like to see the origin story of Ursula." I wouldn't. I think mostly because mm. I don't think anybody could play Ursula. I, I'm I'm even uncertain about the live action film. Um, I feel like they're going to go in a different direction, which is fine. Um, but. Yeah, just because I don't think anybody can recapture young Vers- uh, Ursula. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I didn't even like young Jafar in the Aladdin live-action thing that he they tried to do. He was supposed to be young Jafar. He was just Jafar that they decided which, was young. Which they made very young and, and very good-looking. <laughs> and buff, actually. for and, whatever and buff. reason. No. Like, who needed Jafar? to see buff Jafar? No. no. You didn't no. watch the live-action Aladdin, huh? I did. Was he buff? He was super, like, you know. He was like, model looking. Yeah. Y'all, there are things that I wiped out. <laughs> For good <laughs> Not reason. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. For good reason. Um, okay, Sean says, Riddick movies? I never watched Chronicles of Riddick. So I don't Same. know. Not a Vin Diesel fan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, Actively but, avoid. But, <laughs> 
if, if you want to tell us more about why it might be interesting, that would be cool. Um, Legion says the origin story of the Wicked Witch of the West currently only available as a Broadway play, Wicked. Um, also the origin story of the Phantom of the Opera, why this unseen genius wears a mask and has a beautiful voice. Um, you know, I'd love to watch a, a movie adaptation of Wicked, so I'd be down for that. I love the musical. Phantom, I'm not sure. Again, one of those characters that I feel definitely more intriguing because you don't know. Can I throw in and ask, do we need V? I mean, oh. cause, because that's who Phantom reminds mm. me of, right? Like, clearly. So, yeah. Also, wait, isn't there actually already an origin story for Phantom, which is what the the um, sequel is? Or they kind of talk about it a little bit, I guess. But but I don't want it, to be fair. Um, v, no. no. V, no. I like the fact that the movie never shows you his face. Like, that's one of the best aspects of the film. Like, you, you just don't know what this guy looks like. So, I think this is a really good example of how, unless you're going to do something better call Saul levels, you might as well not. Don't touch mm-hmm. it. Ah, but then people don't know until they get there and they get the funding. And then before you know it, yeah. you've got like, you know, some some crazy thing. Um, Justin says, I love the 2000s movie, The League of the Ex- the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Each of the main characters <laughs> have some kind of origin, like Mina Harker being the wife of Dracula, Captain Nemo and his remarkable engineering inventions. There was also a Dorian Gray movie, but I'm not too sure if it's the um, origin story of the immortal of the same name in League of the Extraordinary Gentlemen. Justin, firstly, I salute you because I don't know anyone who says they love that movie. Um, it's famously like one of the mm. worst rated movies of all time. Didn't you want to retire after the movie? Sean, Sean Connery, Connery, Sean Connery quit yeah. acting. <laughs> yeah. but, but here's my confession. It's my favourite guilty pleasure. Like I would watch The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen anytime. Every time someone mentions that movie, I say Van Helsing needs a sequel or prequel. <laughs> Justice like they, for Van they, Helsing. They have to go back to that universe. And like, again, no one's going to be able to play young Hugh Jackman. But if they made like a prequel or origin story, I, I'd watch it. I kind of feel like I'd watch a... Re- okay, I already watched The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> I'd kind of watch a remake too. It's such a great concept. Yeah, it's so fun. So, um, we also have this from Jesper, uh, who's brought up a number of... Um, a number of origin stories we've already talked about, including, you know, your Star Warses, your um, Hobbits and Bonds and such, uh, but also brings up, um, let's see, Crimes of Grindelwald, which again, very few people have mentioned actually Harry Potter, like mm. this whole separate thing, um, but also Kingsman, which is actually an origin story, um, Kong Skull Island, which is cool, nice. Bumblebee, Bates Motel, uh, Clarice, Hannibal, Red Dragon, Hannibal Rising, so that whole, mm. um, you know, Silence of the Lambs bit, Pan from 2015, <laughs> um, because we've talked about so much about Disney yeah. and actually about baddies, and then also says, um, I would love to see a backstory for Snow White, um, Belle from Beauty and the Beast, Jessica Fletcher from Murder, She Wrote, and Oda May Brown. From Ghost. Uh, firstly, I love the Bates Motel shout. I used to love that show. I lost interest after like season two, uh, but watching young Norman Bates was actually very, very cool, especially because you got to see uh, Vera Farmiga play his mm-hmm. mother. Um, I'm so curious what an origin story for Snow White or Belle might mean. And also because they're so, they're so young in those movies. Yeah, so like right? as children or, you know, what what they were like before this story. I mm-hmm. mean, it's interesting, but I, I'm curious what it would be. Also, you could argue that Snow White is the origin story of Snow White. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, if, if we think that she then goes on to do interesting things a la, a la Elsa, then Snow White is Snow White's origin story. But it depends on how you think about it, I suppose. Um, We also have Jay closing us off saying, the origin story of Latrell Spencer, played by Terry Crews, and also every origin story of Terry Crews' characters. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I just finished the last season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So all I can think about is actually, I'd love to see origin stories for most of those people. For all of them, actually. Yeah. Captain Holt oh, in the 80s. Yes. Oh. Yep, yep, yep. Isn't that the origin story? And we've story? seen flashbacks. Yeah. No, but I we've want him flashbacks. in a wig, you see. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I do. Yeah. I do yeah. want him in a wig. <laughs> like, like yeah, I don't want anyone else. Yeah. I want the way they do the flashbacks. Yeah, I don't yeah. want some young person doing it. It's, it's you know, Andre Brower. Yep. In a wig mm-hmm. and like disco pants. Looking Otherwise, intentionally bad. Yeah. Yes. No makeup. Yeah. You That's know, the yeah, whole point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jasper, by the way, is back to reassure, I think, Legion, who mentioned this earlier. A movie version of Wicked is expected to come out in 2024 with Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo. That is true. Now Ooh. that you mention it, I remember that. Nice. I mean, that's going to be a big one. All right. We've been talking today about origin stories. Uh, We want to hear from you. What is an origin story for a character that hasn't been told yet that you want to see? WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. And of course, you can also write to us at movies at bfm.my. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Popcorn Culture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.